Ladies. 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 Cut. This is what girls do when they're together. They just say ladies over and over again. They become a barbershop quartet. Okay. Sorry, I had to figure out how to pronounce this author's last name. We had one episode where I kept mispronouncing someone's last name and I kept getting so mad because Rory kept being like, try again. I love the ambiance outside because it's like thunderstorming right now. So it's like a gothic novel where it's just like four ladies talking. In a mansion. In a mansion with a lot of quilts around Yeah, we're quilting. (laughs) I for some reason... Speaking of like pronunciation, the other day I was at Subway and I forgot the cheese provolone (laughs) and I (laughs) couldn't stop being like, is it poor for the one pro (laughs) prevalent? And then I was like, American. I don't know. Well, as so you we, just got American? Yeah. Oh, man. As we all should know, provolone is the good twin of convolone, the antagonist. Oh, God. Oh, my God. Of the cheese world. <laughs> cheese world extended universe. <laughs> Marvel. Marvel just picked it up. X-Cheese. <laughs> Chicago comedian Dame Grant has a whole bit where he just, like, names a bunch of different cheese puns. And, you know, mentioning bits without repeating them accurately isn't good. I'm laughing really loud right now. Um, we'll what's, just have to see him perform What's one something. of them? Um, he like talks about getting like locked up and uh, what? It wasn't and he's a like, are we? He's like, are we there, Gouda? I guess. And it just it kind of kind of just a lot of had to be there. Had to he see was locked it. up and. This doesn't sound funny at all. I'm just gonna be really. <laughs> I feel I'm like more concerned thinking. for this guy. This is definitely a had to be it's there good, moment. It's a good bit. Hi, Dame. If you're listening. We all think you're in prison. I don't think you're very funny. It's something about stealing cheese. Mm, Use your nickel for the prison phone to call in, please. If you're everyone, wait for the call. Oh, that's too bad. Oh, what are we talking (laughs) about? Too bad. Too bad. uh, The antagonist of Gouda. Oh no, that's enough. Meg, what are we here to talk about today? Who's yeah. <laughs> on this? Who are we? Do we all sound the same? Do all women sound the same? Um, yes. I'm Elsie. And I'm an ally to and women. I'm Elsie. <laughs> I'm Elsie. And I'm Timmy Turner. <laughs> Green Goose Cover Juice. Reaching for the gate. I did that in the last episode. Okay, I'll quit. Welcome to Thought Police. Um, I'm Maggie Gates. I'm Christina. I'm Elsie Howe. And today we have a guest from Science FM joining us. Hi, guys. My name is Elena Briss. You guys are so brave using your last names. Yeah, but most people can't spell my last name, so it's okay. You're basically anonymous. It's I a am. confusion. If I mispronounce it, then I have to look it up again and try what? my best. I always mispronounce it. Where, where do you look it up? I'm kidding. I've known you for like four years, so it's <laughs> I'm not gonna mispronounce your name. Um today on Thought Police, it's an all thought episode. It's all women, which is crazy. Wow, We're give all us a bunch of little sluts and thoughts. Please clap. 
<laughs> we just caught wow. for ourselves. That was our audience, studio. our live studio, audience. our live studio audience. Um, yeah, very excited. I had the iCarly remote in my hand. <laughs> Oh my god! I haven't thought about that show in forever. Oh, it every was day. so funny. <laughs> it was so good. My mom really liked it. Like a sixty-year-old Asian but... woman really loved iCarly. We watch it together after school. iCarly's Carly's older brother was also in Drake and Josh as the crazy guy from the he movie was a theater. <gasps> really, they're yeah. related. Crazy Steve. Thought. Oh wow! Okay. I recently saw this clip. I I know there was an episode where he brought an ostrich. On, Which on what he? I just remember there's like a clip where he's like, "Me and the ostrich are getting married," and they go bo- oh. both go blah, and then he goes, "We're wearing yeah. matching ties." And oh, I quoted wait. it all yeah. of middle school. If iCarly's older brother is listening to this, please, please DM me, please. What's his name? I don't care. It doesn't matter. <laughs> it doesn't matter. <laughs> no words need to be exchanged. Uh, okay. Anyway. anyway. <laughs> okay. So we have an all women episode because about, um, let's see, there was an article published on the New York times, August 13th, 2018. And it was titled don't run this year. The perils for Republican women facing a flood of resistance. <laughs> so <laughs> poor pity party. The Republican women are being told not to run. And essentially, the subhead of this article says the energy in the midterms is working against female Republican candidates who are reluctant or unable to claim any advantage to being a woman among voters because they've avoided identity politics for so long. And now they got to talk about it. So this was published August 13th, 2018. And I wanted to have an all women episode of Thought Police where we just talk about gender and politics. Yeah, a little bit of a summary of the article. I wrote up a freaking outline. Again, Nerd. please clap. Um, oh my gosh, the oh, audience is the going wild. They're so they in love when we say clap. Oh my God, they're all beatboxing. They started a dance circle. They're in their seats. Everyone has a car. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But it's an interesting article to read because a lot of female Republicans this year are being told not to run. 70% of local resistance groups are led by women and they're telling female Republicans they shouldn't run because they're not going to win and they don't want to discourage women from running in politics. Which is really interesting because on the other side of the aisle, you have um, like grassroots women coming up and winning. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So uh, it's it's really interesting that on the other side of the party, you have basically men like shouting down women who I mean, I don't really want these women running either because they're all like fascist and bad. But at the same time, it's just really interesting to look at the dichotomy of what's going on. So tell me again, why are why aren't they running? So why are they told not to run specifically? Republican? They're women? being told not to one, run because they're essentially not going to win because what the Republican Party has become is just being associated with Donald Trump. So I think, I think the big thing is they're like, don't run because you might like, you'll lose and then you'll get discouraged. And I kind of want to be like, this is the party that's That's, always like this generation got participation medals. Like, it's like, yeah, sometimes you lose things. I don't know. I thought that was a a funny man thing to tell a woman just to be like, don't do this because it's like, don't play soccer because you're not going to be better than the men and you're going to feel bad afterwards. So why don't you do something you, we think you're going to be good at, which is why don't you go play with your dolls or something like that? Which was super interesting because a lot of Republican women who are running, there was one Jennifer Sarver, who's a former Republican candidate for Congress. She voted for Clinton. And a lot of these Republican women don't 
She like, voted for Clinton and wrote about how she voted mm-hmm. for Clinton. Mm-hmm. And like why of, she did, yeah. So a lot of these women obviously don't agree with Donald Trump and they don't agree with like the travel ban or any of his immigration mm-hmm. laws. And they're still being told not to run. And sort of what this article highlights is like, well, is this equality if male Republicans get to run and we're being told not to, even if we don't agree with Donald Trump. And it's just like, I almost want to play like a, like the world's smallest solo on the world's smallest violin for these bitches, because like, I mean, they are, they oppose everything yeah. that I am for. Yeah. But at the same time, it's, it's gross. Like, I think we can all agree that like, yeah, it's it gross. Is. It's, I feel so little sympathy. But it's in perfectly in line with like Republicans and what conservatives want. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, and it's it's just surprising. Like, I don't know. It's, <laughs> I guess, like when you're thinking, like when you look at like that vote that was at Congress a few years ago when like women and men there voted to whether or not women were going to have equal pay, and. 100% of the women on the Republican side voted against it. And it's because they know, and I think in their heads, they're like, I'm in a man's world and the way that I can get to where I need to be is to go along with what the men want. Mm-hmm. Um, they're never going to oppose it. They're going to do what they need to do to be like just below them, um, but like in their own power. And I think that's like a weird, really weird mentality, but I yeah. think that's the way they think. It's like a collaborator yeah. mentality. Wasn't sure. it too, like, wasn't, uh, isn't that how the 19th Amendment sort of got pa- passed, like in that similar vein? Didn't Ruth Bader Ginsburg uh, use a yeah, case? Men. Yeah, that's coming out as a movie. About how. <laughs> yeah. yeah, didn't with Felicity Jones? Yeah, I'm really excited for it. I think it already came out. Or maybe yeah, it didn't. Excuse me? It's been we'll out. have to do a fact check at the end of this episode. <laughs> we're um, being, we're doing that. a lot of, I think. But she used a on case. On just literally the movie thing. She used a case in like Wisconsin or something where men couldn't buy beer because they're immature. So they were like, hey, 18 year old women who can buy beer. Was that the case? I think that was. I thought I thought it was like it's a really custody thing. Well, I thought it was the beer thing. Wait, it could have been both, honestly. We'll have to watch the movie and then have another all female episode. We can watch episode. it. We can watch it while we're on the episode. Ooh, yes. Someone just downloaded it. Lawyer, I have some like kind of problematic opinions on RBG. Tell me, Ooh. we can we can maybe this another at a different time. I am yeah. so interested. I'm just gonna say summarize based. some of them. She's older though, right? Is that yeah, a reason? She's had like a lot of really weird opinions on yeah. like race issues. Mm-hmm. Like she Didn't had she a not- lot. She had a lot to say about Colin, Colin Kaepernick. Pe- yeah. Uh, she was, oh. I mean, like, why would you want to weigh in on that anyway? Like you're an 86 year old woman. I did forget about that. Yeah. And yeah, I don't know. Like she's, she's just an older white lady. And with that comes a lot of, a lot of those prejudices. A lot of yes. responsibility. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Anyway, back to the article. Yeah. I was going to say just over and over again in this article, they like try to say like, yeah, these female Republicans don't want to play identity politics, but in doing so they lose any type of standing for anything. Like I truly, if you were like, hey, what would a female Republican stand for? The only thing that comes to mind is abortion. And that's like the Mm -hmm. one thing that a lot of female Republicans will like cite in voting for the Republican party. And I, it's just, I don't know. It's just for or against abortion. For, again, they're pro-life. Pro-life. Yeah, pro-life. Okay, yeah. To say. yeah. That's super interesting too, because as I was saying, they cover in this article about being like, well, is it equality if you tell these men they can run and like women can't? And it's like, you can't have both sides of it. You can't like deny identity politics for so long and then also be like, but this isn't feminism. It is so confusing. It makes no sense. Well, they're so 
the Republican Party is so quick to be like, we're not, we don't have an an identity, but they very clearly do. Like, yeah, yeah well, I don't know. There's not an identity. There's, it's, it's just a, a, a regressive view of how the past used to be and, and, mm-hmm. and a sort of uh, glorified idea of like what the 1950s were. I mean, like the like traditional values, tra- yeah, traditional and values like that. that never existed. Mm-hmm. I mean, like if you are a student of history at all, you know that the 1950s were not like great for everybody. It was not just this wonderful time of harmony for anyone. I mean, there was no civil rights for first of all. And mm-hmm. um, yeah, I mean, that's sort of like the, the like defining identity politics that they have is that uh, that of, of a, uh, middle-class white man in the 1950s which yeah. never really existed in the first place and they're it's just like oh god these male feminists are coming in and like taking our jobs meanwhile we're <laughs> females who embrace theocracy it's like well, have you seen yeah. I, I mean are you guys fans of uh handmaid's tale i watched the second first season, season was kind of second bad season, yeah. first season was fun yeah I felt but, fun. I mean, there's like the character of like serena joy who yeah is, like, she's is so the, interesting the quintessential like yeah. collaborator and then she suffers for it because yeah. like she's now living in the world that she created what well, she thought she yeah. wanted did you see the second season i did yeah i think i had a lot of problems with it with it but i did think her character was really interesting to follow I do too. I thought it was weird how they like tried to make us feel sorry for her. Yeah. It was like, wouldn't like she, I don't want to spoil anything, but when she did something pretty brutal towards mm-hmm. the end and then the next episode, something happens to her. That's just as brutal. And you're like, Oh, do I have, should I feel bad for her? Like, yeah, it's, it's very but anyway, the dynamic and there <laughs> is interesting because it's like, you see these women uh, who are running like in this article or you see these women um, on Fox mm-hmm. news, basically espousing views that, would make the world worse for them if they weren't rich and white. Mm-hmm. And I mean, like that, they, I mean, you can only call them collaborators cause that's what they are. They want to collaborate yeah. to make the world worse for more, most people so that they, because well, they have, can be higher than, yes. yeah. Yeah. Well, they know they, yeah. they think they live in like that man hierarchy. Right. Yeah. Well, reading the article, it like there was one quote I had to close my computer because my it's dying. But it said just like you know the Democratic women are running in opposition to Trump, whereas like the Republican women kind of just want to make change like mm-hmm. locally and things like that. But with that, they, I mean, they probably beforehand identified it identified as Republicans, and now like they're trying to make any type of like positive change but like don't realize that that's not going to happen with their party. Yeah, there was a quote in it too. Maybe it's the quote you were talking about, but it said, uh, I want to stand next to him when he's delivering conservative policies. Mm -hmm. I agree with, but be the first person to call out the incivility I see. I think that was Jennifer Sarner. Yeah, but she also voted for Clinton. So I I didn't understand why they like included that she voted for Clinton and then that like quote after. Anyway, yeah. Yeah, and it's like, What's frustrating about it, it's like kind of this, the McCain issue is like, everyone's like, McCain, he was like so great. Like he was looking at like a time where it was better um, or like when like politics was more like serene maybe. But then like you, you can't think of it that way because he actually was like not all he his, voted all for, his, he voted yeah. for the war in Iraq and like yeah, was racist yeah. and he, like, was, he didn't like gays. He like, the only thing he was like good with was like, he didn't, he didn't want torture to happen. That was like pretty much his thing. And that's what's happening with these women too. It's like, yeah, we'll stand with Trump only to a point And then, oh, we don't want to like associate too much with him. But like, you shouldn't be of, standing with him in the first right, place. And a lot yeah. of those views, like these traditional conservative views are bad. Right. God. So 
two points on McCain. I saw a really good political comic from the nib today where it's John McCain and he's like building a table and then Sarah Palin is standing on it and she's building like an even like rickettier. That's not even a word. It's more like rickety. More, more rickety, rickety like table and then Donald Trump is on it and he's just th- like launching a Diet Coke can like <laughs> off of it and it was really funny. And then the second one is uh, I think my favorite moment that has happened in the past like two months was when Megan McCain like had that breakdown on the view oh thinking God. about people coming for her inherited wealth. That was, <laughs> that keeps me going. Well, it's really interesting that you bring up Sarah Palin because, you know, I think that she is one of the women who's been sort of at the forefront of, of women who are running for office. Mm-hmm. And uh, she sort of espouses this uh, political ideal that I think a lot of Republicans like. She's a mother. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like she may, may have been a small business owner at some point. We got all of the small business owners. But she's also held up as like uh, one of the reasons why the Republican Party is so bad today. Mm-hmm. So it's really yeah. interesting to compare and contrast someone like Sarah Palin with with like someone like Jennifer Sarner or some of the other women who are talking in here because that's sort of who I, I see them as running against. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I I recently listened to Dak Shepard has a podcast where he was interviewing Katie Couric and Katie Couric, he asked her like, what was it like to interview Sarah Palin and Katie Couric <laughs> just straight up was like, you know, it's just like uh, sad to watch someone so unprepared. Um <laughs> And she was like, I truly felt so bad for her, but I couldn't stop. Like, I had to do my job and, like, ask her the tough questions. Because, yeah, I mean, watching any interview with Sarah Palin, especially one that lasted longer. But that's what GOP consultants want. Is yeah. They want like a pretty white lady who will say whatever come, I mean like who will say whatever they want them to say. I mean, and and so, you know, she's sort of the perfect candidate in some ways, but yeah. she was just <laughs> too dumb to like make and, it happen. You know, like when they asked, when she was running and they asked opinions about her, they were like, like of Republican men, they're like, oh damn, she's hot. She's fine. Like Ew. gross. Like, not even anything about like what she was saying and dumb or not. Like they were just commenting on her physicality. You're like, yeah, that's going to be a hot running mate. Like what the fuck yeah. was Katie Couric in shark tale or was someone, what <laughs> <laughs> was Renee, cartoon update? Was Renee Zellweger in person? Renee, Renee Zellweger, Zellweger is the love interest of Will Smith's fishing. And Katie Does Couric Katie Couric act? No, <sighs> I think that the, the fish character Mm, I know what you're talking about, but it was voiced by Renee Zellweger. But it was voiced by Renee Zellweger. I see what you're talking about. You made the your body posed in the like the form of a woman who like was maybe doing radio. Is that right? I don't know. (laughs) Do you guys want to hear? I've been stuck on Elsie's Katie Couric maybe sort of impression that she like quickly dropped ten minutes ago. (laughs) Oh, when I was like, you know, she's kind of dumb. I don't know. Anyway, how you did it? It was amazing. Um, Do you guys want to hear about the time I met Joni Ernst? That. Absolutely. Yes. Oh my God, Joni Let's Ernst. Let's transition into Iowa politics. <laughs> the devil of Iowa. Um, Joni Ernst ran for president, I believe, in 20. This was my senior year of high school, so 2012. Gotta feel old. Um, she's a Republican. Mm. She, she ran for president? She was trying to. Yeah. She um, was. She didn't even all, make it past the primaries, though, right? She's a day. senator for Iowa now, right? Or is that. Yeah. Yeah. We so, voted her in. We are great. Yeah. We, we are so great. <laughs> she says in the I best I remember tone. <laughs> she had said something about poor Iowans, and she was like, you know, when I was a kid, like, I had to put bread bags over my shoes because I couldn't afford, like, rain boots. And I 
had been on the internet and so many kids like locally were like i never had to use fucking bread bags and then i quietly was like um while i inspect cornfields i put bread bags on (laughs) so my shoes don't get wet um and i don't get blisters so joni got me she's very relatable um the time i met her though (laughs) is this the end of the story (laughs) no this is just the beginning relatable (laughs) relatable i was I was a waitress at this wonderful restaurant in Humboldt, Iowa called Miller's Landing. And I went in one day after school and, you know, my old science teacher was there and like just just eating. And then my boss came up and he's like, apparently Joni Ernst is stopping by on her tour bus and she wants to speak to the locals because Iowa has a caucus and things like that so yeah, we're from like the middle ages we have a caucus we have yeah. a little baby caucus so she she pops in um she's pretty small i want to say i want to say and she's my small. height wow. yeah how tall do you think she is i think she's five foot two five foot three and a half with wow, heels Joni. on short much short short much <laughs> well, Joni, small i should introduce you to ben shapiro <laughs> <laughs> Do you want to feel tall? Do you think I think they have a short person club? (laughs) Kiss. Anyway, um, she she also doesn't. I don't think she blinks. So SNL really like got her like telling her they were cueing her. They were like, you know, if you're gonna do an impression of Joni Ernst, just don't blink because she is like. And she she shook my hand. And I remember even the owners of Miller's Landing were like, yeah, we're going to vote for Obama, but I guess we just have to have her stop by. It might be good for the restaurant. Um, (laughs) Might be good for So, yeah, she comes in and she, like, you know, says hi to the whole restaurant. And, like, some people are, like, clapping like they knew she'd come in. And she's just like, everybody, we're going to make Barack Obama a one-term president thinking people were gonna say it with her as that as that was like her it's catch also very relatable to me <laughs> relatable content yeah just lo- like looking at all your friends and you're like shots and they're like no um so yeah she she did that we were all like okay Joni and then I remember it was like a cold day in fall and mm. she made us all come setting out, the like, scene Joni Ernst the, the sky make- was cloudy. It was okay. not sunny the but day I met Joni Ernst. Were the leaves good? They were, they were coming on the ground, baby. <laughs> they were. <laughs> so like Joni's feet were crunching on the leaves as she She's walked into the, the, the restaurant. Breeze. This tiny, powerful young woman. Um, <laughs> Her crisp heels <laughs> on the crisp, crisp leaves. <laughs> Click clacking on I the humble tile. I still love that Joni Ernst was trying to make meme culture relatable far before A Hillary. verbal meme. <laughs> before Hillary Clinton was trying to make meme culture relatable. <laughs> She's like, Barack Obama, delete your account. <laughs> but anyway, yeah. So then, Obama, you're canceled, sis. <laughs> and that is the tea party. Oh no. <laughs> anyway, so she like shepherds all of us out to um, just take a picture with her, I guess. Shepherds? So somewhere on the internet is a picture of me <laughs> and Joni Ernst, and I'm a little waitress in high school. And I tell you what, I was nervous to be outside because I was wearing a bra where I was probably gonna nip out if it was cold so <laughs> me Joni and my nipples are somewhere on the internet together dude Joni and I mean like females have not been president but god damn it they've done so much for me <laughs> <laughs> meme culture in America what was the one that Hillary did in Iowa 
Iowa. Oh, you mean I'm chilling so, in Cedar Rapids? Oh, that's right. So Elsie, Elsie, and I are notorious for barely like touching female presidential candidates. As in, she went to she met Joni, and then we were supposed to go see Hillary with Demi Lovato. Oh, that's right. And then instead, we were like. Nah, let's drink four locos. And so he went home. <laughs> we were like, this line's too long to see possible future president. But Hillary I think you Clinton. guys were more excited about Demi Lovato. Honestly, am I yeah. right or am I right? Yeah. Um, Demi You're- Lovato was the first one to record the hit single Skyscraper, and Hillary Clinton was going to climb that skyscraper to break the glass okay. ceiling. Do so we, Demi do we Lovato. Like that joke? <laughs> <laughs> so definitely Demi Lovato. Um, so what about Iowa politics? Oh, so Iowa politics. Mm. Um, relating back, the through line kind of left there. A lot of another uh, New York Times article. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. I'm a smarty pants. She used like all of her New York Times articles this month for this. For this I know. Episode. So if any so of our 10? fans, if any of our fans have a login, please DM me. Um, there was a article about uh, that was linked to. So right now, active. I think there's 422 female house candidates that are up for the midterms which is awesome honestly i love women but i wish it was just a 420 i know it'd be pretty nice that would be be so great but there was also an article to it that we all would obviously realize that sexual harassment of these female politicians is going to be terrible and the article categorized one female politician who was a Democrat from Iowa who received sexist and anti-Semitic abuse. Her name was Kim Weaver. She was going up against trash king of Iowa, Steve King. We fucking hate Steve King. Literal Steve. Nazi How Steve old king. is he? He doesn't have an age. I don't know. Mm. He just like never dies. I, I truly feel like he is a demon who's not he, a uh, He sleeps in a coffin. King of hell. But yeah. she, she lost, obviously, <laughs> and she got pretty discouraged from going out. The Daily Stormer published an article that was titled Meet the Whore Who's Running Against Steve King, and Yum. then they deleted it. Which newspaper? The Daily, Daily Stormer, Stormer, which is a Nazi website. Oh, it's a Nazi. Oh, didn't know that. Yeah. I didn't know that about the Daily Stormer. <laughs> yeah, no, it's not. It's, yeah, it's I wouldn't be familiar. I'm not looking that up but now that i know yeah. mm, I'm a, they took it, it down they that's surprising down. for a nazi website elena and i spent like hours on a red pill website just like oh my reading God. it was baffling i like, taught you about the red pill and i regret knowing about it i regret i taught you about Didn't it some author talk about how he would bring his younger daughter to the bar and like yeah. show how he negged women yeah. yeah what was that it's called like king of kings the website or something like that some, yeah they uh, have you guys ever heard of men going their own way oh jesus is it a red pill thing it's a red pill associated Oh, or like subreddit. It's basically like men who are like done with women and like only want to use them for sex and like don't ever want to get married or Mm. have babies. There's like a, there's a brothel opening up in Toronto that's just all going to be sex robots. They can just go there. Yeah. That's that's how we're going to bring down the awful maple leafs. I can't believe that's (laughs) what's NHL content for our boy (laughs) listeners. (laughs) Um, The Canucks. I don't know what I'm talking about. Is what? that a is that a hockey? I just yeah, said the Vancouver some, Canucks. Anyway, yeah, sports. Cool. Yeah. I have heartburn right now. So it's <laughs> it's pretty. I mean, there's there's gonna there's a lot of female House candidates, and I mean, some of them are Republican. I think I was reading somewhere that it's like up 142 percent of Democratic women running, and up 35 percent of Republican women running this year. But I mean. 
yeah sexual assault is gonna be or not assault but i mean that's bad it's other terms but they're gonna get so sexually harassed like even once they stop running this article says kim weaver still gets a ton of emails so when I was in college, so I'm actually not from Iowa. I'm from Texas. What? Uh, what? Yeah, this is not an Iowa-only thought podcast. Um, but uh, so I went to UT and I worked for a um, PAC, uh, political action committee that tried to elect women to office. It's basically like, uh, it was called Annie's List. It's very much like the national one. I, I can't remember what the national one's called. But um, so, yeah, I mean, like, the hardest part was like recruiting women to run because like everyone, uh, they see how women get treated in the press. They see how uh, your appearance is talked about, um, mm-hmm. your past is talked about, your family's talked about. Like you, you can't do anything right. So mm-hmm. it's, it's amazing at, to me at all that anyone would even want to run for office to the point where women are getting discouraged from doing it yeah I have a friend right now who's working on a campaign for this um uh she was the first female to like fly a fighter jet or like something I like some specific she knows the terminology I don't know what kind of jet it was I think I've heard about this but her name's Amy something I don't know uh and she has like a short haircut but she's married to like a male Republican politician and she's I think she's super progressive though but like she has a short haircut and people in Kentucky are like are you one of them dykes and my Um. my friend Ann is like it's just so frustrating to like uh, like I'll be campaigning for her on the street and I'll get these men walking up and he's like are you one of the gays too and whoa what if she was bitch I mean she's in Lexington Kentucky I don't know yeah that's Um, Kentucky really quick interjection there the town next to my hometown is called dyke it cool. is i drive drive so. past it when i how's it spelled d-y-k-e D-Y-K-E. oh so I love that oh wait d-i oh sorry. d-y-k-e really no it's d-i-k-e I yeah i don't know i just don't remember d-i-y-k-e a do-it-yourself dyke yeah that's what i say every night when i'm jerking off jerking off i'm a d-i-y dyke do-it-yourself dyke Doing it to myself, Dyke. Mom, please don't listen to this. Because I'm not straight. I'm putting that on my pin pin <laughs> pin board. Is that what's the Pinterest board it's called? I don't know. Oh, it's a do-it-yourself your, board? I don't know. Is it a pin it's board? A, I'm I ruining think it's just the called joke a board, by, buddy. By talking more. Pinterest is hiring writers, Maggie, so. Oh. I did see that, but I'd have to move to the Bay Area. Yeah, we wouldn't Ooh. afford. Yuck. The, the Bay. How could I write about mason jars, let alone afford one? <laughs> Maybe we should just run for office. I feel Mm. like they'd find a problematic tweet real fast of mine. Oh, immediately. They'll be like, ma'am, did you say on (laughs) August 13th, why doesn't poop just fall out your butt? (laughs) This is not Uh, a woman you should be running. You seem to tweet a lot about shitting. Uh, Like, what's that about? Are you okay? (laughs) (laughs) Well, it's a really good meme. That's just like um, this guy like doing an interview. In the interview, he's like, she's like, in a recent tweet, you said... (laughs) You should shit fuck I don't need a fucking job and like the guy's like that is correct like <laughs> that is very very true now I do wonder what happens whenever we like sort of get into the next 10 15 20 years and social media is gonna be I mean like we all have had it Oh, and it, embarrassing. It's not going to be embarrassing time. anymore. I, could, yeah. I feel like I feel like like no one's going to be like, "Ma'am, uh, did you uh, like tweet about having a doo doo ass like when you I were like twenty five? <laughs> and maybe like, yes, I did. And like, it would be a next question. Like, I I don't think that people are just 
like I, I was worried about that. Yeah, anymore. I think they're much I, more forgiving. I do get really maybe worried. years from now though. I feel like now yeah. they're not. No, but I mean yeah. like whenever we're like old enough to be running, because like let's face it, I do get worried about like broke. younger women who are growing up with social media though. Like Christina's showed me photos of like her younger sister, and I'm like the beauty standards they have to meet seems oh my God, just it's insane. So wait, but you explain. would think like, do you ever like creep on like middle schoolers and you're like, I was the not girl you this babysat. Yo, my God, the girl I babysat. Yeah, my They're sister's like, my sister's 14, and like, I don't want to say if she's hotter than I am because that's weird, but like she like knows like how I mean like when I was 14 like I looked really weird and I I you know like oh I, I and mean, I could not look better yeah, I tried I so I like, hard yeah. that was my main thing <laughs> because they have like YouTube tutorials yeah. and there's there's an expectation that you like you look a certain way and like yeah. have your hair done a certain way and like and it's just all so online and like I don't know it's, it is it is and it's it worse is now. Scary. yeah whereas we like, were like running around with those like monkey shirts on and like I could not get this part of my hair to stop <laughs> doing this yeah at I all I never had straight no, hair I couldn't either and then I would cut it off and it would grow <laughs> yeah. yeah it would grow straight up the I front had to of my gel head. it straight down I looked like uh, I looked like Neo or something from the who's the guy in the matrix who just Neo. gels it real yeah. hard did you guys ever do the thing where like you got really tired of having uh like your eyebrows grow <laughs> close together so I narrowed mar- mar- mine them. off Ow. <laughs> I shaved and then one time I like sneezed while I was sh- like oh, shaving no. my eyebrows and I just like took half it off one time when I was in the Philippines <laughs> I was curling my eyelashes and in the Philippines I uh, we literally have a hut I'm not saying yeah so I was in our vacation <laughs> hut and we had a tiny little like half-assed mirror not kidding like push pinned into the wall um <laughs> me yeah so i'm in i'm in a one-room hut i'm curling my eyelash the little mirror do. starts to fall and i go to grab it plucked <laughs> out so many of my eyelashes turn around to tell my aunt who doesn't speak good english and i went oh i just pulled out my eyelashes and she's like uh, your eyebrows look fine and i was like i so sick of this bullshit you can't understand me i'm in pain and she's like they look fine your eyebrows i'm like the lashes this part and she's like come here and i had like a bald spot and she's like oh that is bad <laughs> shout out to aunt agnes what's the what's the nickname your mom used to call oh, you that no, you didn't LLC. know that my mom used to call me bakikan and then the first time i went so everybody in the Philippines gets like a nickname, like, and then they get called that nickname. So my mom's real name is Erlinda, but everybody calls her Gang, which is short for Palong Gang, which means like youngest of whatever. I thought you said Pull Out Gang. Oh my God, no! My mom's <laughs> nickname was Palong Gang. <laughs> And it's like youngest. <laughs> pull out gang. And like, I guess she she would have been a pull out gang. So Shout out to my mom. <laughs> um, but she was calling me Bakikan, and then I went to the Philippines, and I had thought that nickname my entire life meant just like little girl or something like that. And I told my cut, they were like, Elsie, what's your nickname? Like your mom just calls you your actual name. And I was like, oh, she calls me Bakikan. And they were like, no. She doesn't do that. Does she do that? Does she call you that? Seriously? And I was like, yeah. <laughs> and they would go, that means ugly and shy. <laughs> 
you never asked your mom like what it meant i just assumed it meant like little like, girl little i love, love so thing. much yeah she'd go back to america and be like what the fuck bitch I, she was in the room it was at a party i walked over to her mm-hmm. i was like hey what was there an ele- was an elephant what in the, the room fuck, <laughs> and she's like it's sarcastic it's a sar- you've always been really pretty and really loud but like you, could, you-, you can fix up a little more and like talk <laughs> talk to strangers you know no she she said it was very it was it was sarcastic but i seriously i just don't know another culture like if you, if i was here and somebody's mom was like calling their white daughter like fat ass or something when they were actually skinny <laughs> like that's that's just not something people should do to their kids. Yeah, yeah, Sarcastically that's, that's, call yeah. them and like, something I don't know. Can, like, you, can you tell that to my, my mom, please? <laughs> it's like, yeah, you know what? Crazy. We, we only had to impress our mothers growing up. And now 14 year olds online, they have to impress everyone. Mothers. Yeah. Mothers. Yeah, mothers. Mothers. College all mothers and how they brought you up and brought you down. You would think though with like the, so the thing about the internet is you would think because there's so many people on it and there's so many like different you know, role models you could have that like body positivity would be better. But there aren't very many of those. Yeah. And it seems and you have to look for them. Yeah. And you have to like kind of cater your entire feed to be that. Otherwise, like your whole world is, you know, these celebrities that or I mean, other people, even their peers at this point who like have yeah. banging bods. I was going to say that like it'd be hard for them to find like proper role models if like who they're following is just their own classmates and things. Yeah. And, like seeing what they're doing and like at least when I was a kid, I was not looking at like Jennifer Aniston and being like, I want to be like her. I was looking at like Ashley or something and being like, I want to be like Ashley. And I, then like, yeah. Yeah. yeah, I do think it is though kind of cool getting like going back to this. Cause there's, I mean, not like going back to this, but there are like are so many women running in politics and there's like Brianna Wu running in Massachusetts and Rashida. Oh, I'm, I'm going to mispronounce her name, but she's the first Muslim woman who was elected to Congress in Michigan's 13th district. I just wrote these all down, but like, I think there's like, there's so many diverse women who are running and like winning in their congressional districts. Dude, and there's I, so much to be excited about. I mean, mm-hmm. like everyone knows, uh, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez mm-hmm. who just won her mm-hmm. primary in, uh, in New York. Uh, who's probably, I mean, she's going to win the election because it's Queens and like, she's going to win. It's New York. Uh, yeah. yeah. It's, and I'm, I, I have personally lived in uh, Minnesota for four years. So I'm super excited about uh, this candidate called Ilhan. Uh, her name is Ilhan Omar. She's a Somali uh, American. Yeah. She's, she's just lighter. She's great, and yeah. she's also running for Congress. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I swear to God, she's going to be like the next governor of, of Minnesota. I That's mean, awesome. She's wonderful. Minnesota's she's so liberal. Like, uh, they're, you know, you say that, but they always go blue. Well, so so here's the thing about Minnesota is it, it is what most people don't realize is that it's actually more of a swing state than than you mm-hmm. would think. Um, so the state and the state house and senate are both Republican, and we have a we have a Democratic governor. Mm-hmm. Both of our senators are uh, uh, Democratic, and then like half of our. Uh, I can't believe I'm saying R. I don't live there anymore. But uh, <laughs> half half of the uh, like uh, Congress people are are Republican mm-hmm. because like you know there's there's Minneapolis St. Paul which is like fairly yeah, liberal, really liberal, but then there's the rest of the state. Yeah, and, yeah. Like so Northern, it's it's, yeah. it's fairly liberal and like you know candidates like Ilhan Omar uh, can come up in the cities, but at the same time it's people take it for granted. People take the progressive aspect for granted. It's like a lot. Um, like Iowa winning for Obama two years in a row, and we're all like tight, tight, tight tight and then we lost so badly and then you're yeah. like not tight well it's yeah. because i feel like so many younger intellectuals obviously are getting like driven out of 
smaller states. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, we leave bummer. Iowa. We left. We we left Iowa. Like we're here in this like big city. I left Texas. Yeah. yeah, and and what's left there? Then like I know my hometown is not full of. Do you guys ever you know? actually think about that? Sometimes, like I mean, sometimes when I am just like chilling, I think about like what would happen if I like went home and like ran for office in my hometown. Like I'm from a very small town in East Texas. Same, like yeah. if like if like I could probably run like a grassroots thing that like you know. Could, could do well yeah but at the same time I just it's so hard for me to see myself in that position and I get so scared and I also like I don't know if I want to be back in a, in a place like that mm-hmm. yeah. but at the same time I know that where I'm from and probably where you guys are from too probably needs women like us like yeah. running to for come positions back like and, that yeah, yeah. yeah. but yeah, like, I think about that all the time like the teachers I really liked in high school would like be liberal and like talk to me about it like right. I was really close to them and things like that and like just you know going to Iowa even like the University of Iowa like instead of Iowa State and like studying what I studied like changed how I thought about the world so like I went into college a Republican and then like me too yeah came out just like oh everything I knew is bad <laughs> Elena's saying she didn't I yeah I yeah. come from a socialist family <laughs> oh wow lucky <laughs> so, a little bit different but I do feel terrible you guys came back from from bed, I, get, I showed you guys the photo of me marching against Roe v. Yeah, Wade, right? you did. Tight. Yeah. Tight. When I was 15, my mom gave me the O'Reilly Factor for kids for my birthday. So. Oh my God. No. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I had all the Ann Coulter books. I mean, it was because it's like a really good way to like um, get your parents to like you if you yeah. sort of repeat back their politics to them. Absolutely, yeah. And you also yeah. don't know when you're a kid. Like, you I didn't just, know. You're like, I had a button um, in fifth grade that said somewhere in Texas, a village is missing idiot and I wore it at school Whoa. all the time yeah I mean it was for against like Bush that's awesome yeah and like my parents were just like yeah that's fine you can wear that button I just like paraded around school but I didn't like know yeah. what I was doing I always get so mad too when it's like I feel like lately like right-leaning people have been like oh my god the liberals are pushing their agenda like in the schools or whatever and it's like haven't you guys been doing that for so long well, yeah, I mean, they're pushing their agenda out of the yeah. schools. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah, I always feel weird about that debate. Like, so many Republicans want to be like, oh, these schools are, like, so triggered or, like, all these professors are liberal. And then, like, I studied journalism at Iowa. And, like, I was just taught that, like, you know, to try to be non-biased, but a lot of times being... The truth is biased. Yeah, the this truth is biased. And then mm-hmm. also just, like, if you're trying to be, like clear about things sometimes it just comes across liberal because like yeah just a lot of things that republicans do are like not appropriate yeah i don't know but then sometimes the progressive viewpoint is the one that reflects reality most often than a regressive viewpoint yeah Mm -hmm. absolutely and i i mean i would get in fights and i still get in fights with my brother and my father about that because they'd they'll call something fake news when it's not or they'll only watch fox news Mm. or any just anything like that and then they'll be like well you're biased and you're blah 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 and I'm like you guys like studied it though and I like try really hard to see both sides and things like that and like you guys clearly aren't and then you're getting mad at me and then you're just like ignoring that you know me really well right and you love me a lot Mm -hmm. to just call me Mm -hmm. some dumb lib and it's like I not only did I go to school for this and have a degree in this but like you know me on a personal level and you're still like Ignoring it. My brother's much better about it than my dad. Well, I feel still. like, I don't know. I get in fights with my dad all the time and he'll 
I love him, God forbid, but like, I think it's, it's hard to like talk and feel so educated. Cause like, I don't know if it's like a, but I always feel like he's talking down to me and yeah. him and my brother will always team up. And then I feel so stupid and mm-hmm. they like come yeah. with their own valid facts on whatever side they're arguing. And then at that point I just like, don't want to argue. And like, I never feel hurt or like have an educational like conversation with them and I feel so much smarter than them and I'm like are you just talking down to me because I am a woman? I think honestly I think that's what it is a lot of times because like even at work sometimes I'll be like working on a design and like a man will be like there's too much white space this needs to be like bigger or whatever and it's like why do you have more confidence in the job I have than me like the person who's giving you this stuff. Like, I don't know. I just think about that all the time. Like if I had the confidence of a man, I could get so much done, but instead, yeah, I've been in so many different projects where like Mm -hmm. there's no leader or whatever, Mm -hmm. but I still look to men to like approve any decision I make, even if I have the most. Yeah. um, I mean, if I had the confidence, like half the confidence of a man, number one, I'd be getting laid all the time. (laughs) Sure. Number two, like I probably like have a way better job than I do right now. And number three, you'll probably be the president of the United States of America at age 25. It's it's crazy that um, when you're looking at jobs and things, it's like mostly men who apply for jobs that they think that they they are qualified for, even though it looks like they're overqualified for or they're underqualified for the job. Um, And then women will not apply for jobs that they think that they're underqualified for. Um, And yeah it's pretty crazy it's like a big percentile that don't do it which i think is why women don't run for office yeah i mean like yeah. we don't we don't think I mean, it's, it's mm. a fear thing and it's also like well i like i could never like be a leader yeah mm-hmm. or it's just like people just like focus on whatever the fuck you're wearing there was we talked about or like like whatever politically you're tied to like we talked about this article from the cut um, a while ago that I was researching and it's, it was about, uh, Bill Clinton and James Patterson's new book. And it talked about how <laughs> the Bill president is missing. Bill yeah, it's, I saw that and book he's a witch? and it's like very <laughs> roughest draft. And, it was so Scorpio. and there was this, like, there was this interview with Bill Clinton where they kept being like, okay. Uh, they were obviously asking questions about like Monica Lewinsky. And he was like, well, I've employed more female politicians than like anyone. And like, I've done all these things for the feminist movement, which I mean, at that time he took a lot of steps, but it doesn't like, it doesn't discredit. never said sorry. Yeah, just own up to it. That's how I feel about, I mean, very timely, but the Louis CK thing is just coming up again. And it's like, Mm -hmm. he still never said sorry. No, he never said sorry. And then like, it's like, uh, the same thing with Louis C.K. and like, but the article goes on later on to talk about how like Hillary Clinton did a lot. Like she was the first female secretary of state and whatever, but she, when she was running, could never fucking escape whatever Bill did. Mm-hmm. Like Trump brought up like all of the people that had like accused Bill of like sexually assaulting uh, them at like one rally at one point to just like completely throw off and discredit like Hillary mm-hmm. and the same thing with Louis CK where like like uh, it's like divisive where like women who were like I can't, was, was mm-hmm. like I she had to explain herself yeah like yeah. I can't believe like my friend did this and like fuck this I'm gonna like discredit him but like in like or like the people who are like well he said sorry and like he's trying to move past it like more yeah, women I, get attacked and it's like it feels like so divisive where it's like, well, you're focusing more on the things 
that they they can't control this person yeah. who's tied to them. And it completely discredits like... The Hillary stuff gets a little complicated because she was sort of complicit in covering up a lot of that stuff. Yeah. I mean, I think that there, I think that like maybe she's probably not the best example for, but at the same time, like, I mean, she wasn't the one who was doing it. Like, yeah. 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 And she had to cover her own ass. Right. Her own political career. Yeah. And like that also didn't like, no matter what Hillary can. I think, I think it's interesting because like that was back in the nineties. Right. Right. And like, Imagine being a woman in politics in the 90s compared to now and oh, then like having impossible. your career put in jeopardy because of some fucked up shit your husband does. And you're like, so either I can act out against my husband who is already more powerful than me or I can like keep playing a game and like get to where I want to go. And right. like that's like the situation it's she like, was put in. It's obviously like uh, she's probably not the best example, but she's I mean the biggest of, example. She's the mm-hmm. biggest example. And it's like it's. I mean, the same thing with like comedians. It's like, why do women have to answer to the shit that like men have done? I read the grossest article from Pop Sugar the other day that was like 10, 10 female stand-up specials you should watch. They listed Amy Amy Schumer twice. Oh my God. And Eliza oh. Scherzinger twice. And I was like, Eliza Scherzinger talks shit on every other female comedian. Like where's Maria Bamford? Where's like- Maria Tegon Bamford Nerd? wasn't on there? I know. Yeah. And she has three specials on that. Like it's just, it's just dumb. I get really heated like, about mm-hmm. this. And like, it's just, it's just really dumb that like, first off, Amy Schumer gets so much shit. And like, I mean- Right. Sometimes rightfully so. so, Because like she's like stolen jokes and stuff and isn't Mm -hmm. necessarily like the most progressive person. But also just like it just really sucks that female comedians, especially on her level, there aren't many. And they all get bucketed as like, oh, these girls who talk about gross things the way that a man would. And that's just how female comedians are. And it's like, no, there's so many different types of comedians. Anyway, we... Yeah, and it's like the same thing with um, people who like perform music like um, either the woman is sexualized and she's made to be really hot or she's made to be really cute and she's like not really in between. Yeah. Like if you name an artist right now, you're like, oh, Ariana Grande. Oh, she's like made to be like a doll. Like she's cute. But you look at like like a sexy baby. Right. But then you look at like Rihanna or you look at Beyonce like, oh, but they're like hot. They're sexy. But there's no like they market them like. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Like where's the John Mayer equivalent of right. female performers? Right. It seems like everybody's like dressing up as like a bubblegum uh, monster character lady. You know what I'm saying? Like I then do. we yeah, went yeah. through that weird 2008 phase where people were wearing meat dresses and like mirror suits. It's you just, get it. The marketing of like women and their bodies is so much more than men. White men in politics, they just wear fucking suits. Mm-hmm. You know who the only man in politics who's probably ever gotten commented on what he's wearing? Obama with that fucking tan suit scandal. It was a really bad suit. Also, I mean, Sean Spicer with the shoes, but Sean, what? <laughs> but also, also Trump because his suits are always like two sizes too big for him. They're it's so, so big. I love, I love the, falls in them. I love the edits of him like in the suit. Like I think Super Deluxe does them where they're like, they, they make a suit like like twenty percent bigger, but it's like it just looks ridiculous. Like I don't know. Like I think yeah. Like a super deluxe does them. They're so funny. But yeah, he wears like the he wears some big pants. And boy he does. does he wear them. Yeah, God, do women need PR for their their pantsuits? I really think we need to be helping out the men. Honestly, <laughs> if I were to run them, who is helping closed? the men? Who's the dude who dresses people on the Hunger Games? Um, um, uh, oh, 
Lenny Shimmer Kravitz, or but I like don't that. know what his character name is. Get I, Lenny Kravitz It's like in a there. fun name. It's like something that's like, you know, it's from like another glitter. world. I remember, it's yeah. Yeah. glitter. I remember he had like really yeah. cool gold eyeliner. And I'm like, oh, yeah. Gold. yeah. And he was like very flamboyant. Wait. Okay, no. I was going to say, if I ran for, have you guys seen that Black Mirror episode where that guy like runs for mayor or whatever and he's like an animatronic. Is that the pig fucking yes. episode? No, 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 no. no. Oh, he's never. like, he, he's like the voice of this, I want to say like social media um, like pig or something like character. that. Character. Yeah. He's like a teddy bear or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he drives around in the car. Yeah, 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 yeah. But he's an avatar. And so if I were to run for president, I would always wear an amorphous blob suit. And I would only ever be photographed in the blob suit. And that way no one could ever talk about my appearance. Sometimes that's how I want to be as a comedian as I well. I just want to be like that all the time. I just want to be a ball of light. And, yeah. And just exist like that mm. and also not have to eat or sleep yeah mm. yeah anyway. i would like to do that so people never comment on my gender i don't know gender's a weird thing for me yeah because i identify either or but i don't know it's just like i don't know why women are under like such scrutiny for it well, especially i, think I know why okay, yeah. Well, yeah i think we all know why <laughs> i wish yeah, it wasn't true fair. if i was president i would have i would be like uh, I think Kennedy had like a guinea pig farm. What? What? Yeah, Kennedy had a guinea pig farm. I would be like Kennedy with a guinea pig farm. And I would also be fucking Marilyn Monroe. Mm. <laughs> yeah. All right. Okay. Good talk, ladies. Good talk. Good talk, ladies. Is there anything on gender and politics we want to wrap up the episode with? Uh, really quick, please vote in November. Please. Very, very important. Or vote sooner than that. Yeah. Or yeah, early vote. Also uh, campaign. I yeah. don't like join a campaign and learn about who you want to vote for. Like, don't like do your research. It's out there. You just have to dig a little bit. It's really not that hard. Don't take for granted that you're in a big city in a blue state. Like vote. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, it'll be fun. You and help others learn to vote as well. I think that's important. Yes. too. Do we want to do plugs? Yeah. Um, okay. Uh, I'm Christina, as you might hey. have noticed. Hi. <laughs> uh, I am at Floozy ESQ on Twitter. You can follow me there. Um, I also do another podcast called uh, Mike Dicta, which is a, a legal podcast where I think it's kind of boring, but a lot of people like it. So you can listen to that if you want to. Bye. Um, Bye. I'm Maggie. It's me, Maggie. Uh, Maggie underscore Gates on Twitter. Um, our, there's a uh, trans uh, comedian writer. Her name's Grace Thomas, and she might be having a 24-hour chain smoker fundraiser for. Be chain smoke? That sounds so sick. So she she was going to do this like closer by the chain smoker marathon. I think she's postponing it, but like if she posts it, she does it. I'll let you guys know because I think that's just the funniest thing yes please follow us we will promote it she is um raising money for a trans uh suicide hotline Mm -hmm. that deals with trans issues and it would be really great if you guys donated to her cause absolutely elsie any plugs uh plugs (laughs) but no it's very late on a tuesday night um my plugs are um Come to Just Kitten Around. It's every first Thursday of the month at the Catcade on Belmont in Chicago. It's a monthly comedy fundraiser for the Catcade, and all the money helps to get those cats adopted and taken care of. It's very it is fun. so much fun. Yeah. And also, if you see Blanket Fort, um, the other comedy show I run, go to that. Go to VHS. It's another comedy show I run. 
What's uh, your handle? My handle on Instagram and Twitter is active sandal, A-C-T-I-V-E-S-A-N-D-A-L. Elsa actually built us a blanket fort for this episode. I We're did. recording yeah, a blanket fort. Own active it. sandals. It's pretty and amazing. I own active sandals. So I'm kind of like a brand. Mm. So I do a podcast with a few friends of mine called Science FM. So it's about just talking about science. Uh, if you've thought of a topic that you don't know much about or you want to learn more about it, but you don't really want to look at all the jargon, then listen to our podcast. Uh, we kind of break it down a little bit easier and um, we have fun while we do it. Um, we are somewhat comedic um, and you get to learn about stuff like dinosaurs or PCOS. Very similar. Yeah, very similar, very <laughs> wide range. Um, but you can find us on our website, sciencefm.org, or you can get us on iTunes as well. And thank you to Rory, who's been our silent man. Uh, producing. Making, producing. Where are yeah. scenes? He's as the he best. Sh- as he should be. Quiet. Quiet. His birthday's coming up, so. Yep. There's also a, a show for online. Rory's birthday. He's September allowed to talk 1st. at his birthday. It's on Twitter. I think this is coming out after this. Okay. Bye. 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 You can't hear it, you're in